Welcome to Absent Father Podcast, a weekly conversation where we discuss the impacts in all areas of our life, of growing up with an absent father, how to overcome them, and the superpowers that we create along the way. I'm your host, Rodney Miller, executive coach, MBA, and son of an absent father. You can learn more about me and get in touch by visiting www.rodneymuller.com or by email at me at rodneymuller.com. We got greatness by choice. We got gravity by chance. Hello, welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Absent Father Podcast. It is awesome to be back with you. I, I could tell you that, uh, yes, I've been busy over the last few months. I could tell you that uh, there's been some travel. I had a military duty over in Germany the whole month of June. Um, and I could give you all those reasons as to why it's been a few months since I've uh, uploaded a session. But but really, what I've noticed is uh, as this podcast has grown and as I have uh, heard and um, uh, been told about the impact of the podcast, I've so many people, almost all the people in my life, uh, have shared what uh, this message and this conversation is uh, has provided. Um, I I think I got scared. I got into a bit of a, a, a creative funk. I'm like, what what is there to say? Um, and now that people are listening, it needs to be perfect. And uh, what really kind of brought me to the conversation today is that um, perfection is definitely uh, something that I struggle with, although I think like most people, I wouldn't have called it perfection, myself a perfectionist per se, uh, because of course, um, you know, those are the people that have, you know, straight A's and perfect credit and uh, perfect lives and perfect everything. And the funny thing, of course, is that maybe they are perfectionists, but really a perfectionist is somebody that that sees what perfect could be and then uh, constantly compares themselves to whatever version of perfection is. And two things that happened uh, in the last few days that really reminded me of this um, this sort of crippling um, perception about what perfection is. Uh, one is myself walking this morning that I'll talk about. Another is a, a story from a client. Um, but before I get into into that and kind of what we can learn about perfection, how to work with it, how to, how to keep it out of the way, um, I also want to say that uh, like many of the traits that come along with, with growing up with an absent or distant father, uh, there is a superpower in our ability to distinguish um, perfection and to distinguish integrity, um, to see a pathway um, that other people don't see. So, for example, you know, one of the gifts that I am very clear that I have that kind of is in the same form of this uh, perfection is that uh, when it comes down to um, breaking down the fundamentals of something in a really simple way or seeing the elements of success for a particular project or a particular person, 
Um, I can see that all day long, and it is natural and effortless. Um, the challenge, of course, becomes in what we'll talk about, which is, you know, you can see and hold yourself to a, a standard of perfection constantly as well. And where that was born for me, I think, is um, at least what I've come to understand is that in the absence of, of guidance, um, in the absence of a father completely in my case, um, I didn't have a sense of what was enough or not enough. And I created a, a fantasy of uh, what a father should be. And of course, I probably saw all of the best elements of all of the men that I had ever seen. And then I put those into one image in my mind. And that was the perfect father that I yearned for, which of course uh, is impossible, um, really impossible. Um, and when I also set up the perfect image of a father in my mind, I also wanted to be that for myself. And that gave me some, some lessons and some principles and uh, some sense about what, um, what a good leader should be like. Um, it gave me a really deep sense of uh, resilience and commitment to principles that I held true. But what I want to talk about today is, is just a couple stories that really stuck out to me that I, that I wanted to share with you because I think, that, I think that we do this all over the place. So the first thing I want to share is that, and, and kind of what kind of jump-started me back into the game uh, this morning, you know, it's a, a typical Friday. Um, the last uh, few weeks, I've been really assimilating uh, back to my normal routine. I was away in Germany for military duty uh, for a month. And so I've been assimilating back to my routine, getting back into my business, back into my work. And like most people, you know, when we come back from uh, time away or when we come back from vacation, but certainly a month out of the country, um, we just f feel, and I certainly felt just disconnected and like I hadn't done enough and, you know, familiar fears about my business and uh, income and am I doing enough and I should be doing more and I should be more focused and I should do this, but I don't want to. Um, so, so dealing with all that, and today I'm having a typical Friday, uh, you know, start work around 9, 9.30, and in the morning, I, when I have time and I'm allowing myself to take care of myself, uh, I walk to the local Starbucks uh, about a half mile away, and as I'm leaving the Starbucks, and I had just, uh, you know, met with two of the people that... Uh, happen to be at the Starbucks most mornings in my neighborhood, and I'm leaving the Starbucks. It's a it's a beautiful day here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, you know, upper sixties, light breeze, um, just perfect, sunny, but not too sunny. And I'm walking there. I have my uh, my favorite coffee, which is uh, I, I wasn't. I love Starbucks. I appreciate that it's brought craft coffee all over the world. Um, but, you know, having lived in San Francisco for a while, I, I started to love the smaller shop coffee places. But uh, 
my local Starbucks has this amazing clover machine, uh, which has the special brewing process for coffee. I'm kind of a coffee dork. Um, so anyway, I have my delicious, wonderful $5 cup of coffee, which is brewed in this, uh, clover machine. It's these special beans from a micro estate in Hawaii. Um, and it tastes amazing. You should definitely get some. So I have my coffee. I'm listening to a podcast uh, with my $180 AirPods on my iPhone 10, the greatest phone in the world. And I'm, I'm with my beautiful uh, nine-year-old yellow lab porter. And it just, something about that moment, it just, just kind of smacked me in the face. Um, while I am sitting there uh, sort of sad and down on myself and thinking that, um, you know, I haven't accomplished enough or my life isn't good enough, my life isn't perfect, um, it just gave me this snapshot, a reflection back to me, like, Wow. Not just that I had these things, but that I had these things that I loved. And I get to have a leisurely morning on a Friday. And a little bit later, I get to talk about um, somebody's life and about what they love and what they want to create in the world. And it just was like a, <laughs> it was like a, a two by four smacking you in the head being like, wow, you know, your life is pretty freaking awesome. And that's what I think perfectionism does to us, is, is it really keeps us from seeing what's beautiful about us, what's beautiful about our life, what's beautiful about this present moment. And of course, it also gives us the illusion that there are someone somewhere out there that has a perfect life, that has a perfect time. And if I've learned anything in working with uh, now certainly hundreds of people, if not into the, into the thousands, um, that everybody has a struggle. Everybody is keenly aware of the things that aren't perfect about their current scenario. And of course, from the outside, um, we think that their life's perfect. And I bet that from the outside, we have a more accurate perception of people's lives. Uh, if we're not thinking that they're perfect. So that that's one story. Um, the second one is I was working with uh, someone the other day and they were, they were sharing about how uh, they had got some feedback. Um, they, were, they were getting some feedback and about 15 other people gave them feedback like, wow, you are, you're just extraordinary, you're kind-hearted, you're brilliant, you are a great leader, you're really conscientious about the way that you, you go about your work. And then one person gave this comment like, you know, you should focus more on yourself and less on other, everybody else. And you can imagine uh, the one comment that, that this person focused on. And of course, that one comment is, you know, the one that hit on her fear 
that maybe she's not perfect. Maybe there's something else for her to work on. So, so here's this, this person that is um, highly respected. Um, anybody that looked at this person's life would say, wow, that is success. And that is a, a beautiful, kind-hearted human being. And yet, the, even in the face of you know, 98% of the people that she asks for feedback from, in the face of that, one person says one offhanded comment, and that's the one that uh, sticks in, in this person's mind. And if that isn't what perfectionism looks like, I don't know what it, what it is. And so there's a couple of things that, that I think were really um, valuable because I've found myself in that situation many times um, with the launch of this podcast, overwhelmingly positive. Uh, literally hundred, hundreds of people have reached out and said how extraordinary it is. And then one person that has really provided negative feedback that I, I probably talked about in, in other podcasts, but of course that's the one that stuck with me. And what I want to share is a couple things. So number one is, um, it's not really about the other person's feedback. Um, we, we tend to, to stop at that place, you know, and make it like, well, that, that person, that criticism that was wrong or they shouldn't have. But of course, when we do that, we're also, we're in that same feeling of discomfort and angst and, uh, pressure or stress. And what I what I think is true is that, you know, people can't hurt us or criticize us unless we are holding that on ourselves. So whenever something strikes you that way, I think it's it's an opportunity um, to notice that probably what they're hitting on is some part of you that you believe is not enough, that you think that you aren't perfect. And then somebody says, hey, you aren't perfect. And then we get mad at them and say, oh my God, am I not perfect? And really what's happened is inside of us, we are still trying to grow in our sense of ourselves. Um, so that's one part. So there maybe there is some resonance in whatever that feedback is. Um, the second part is that sometimes people are jerks. And I, I particularly wanted to share this with this community um, because one of the things I've noticed about people um, that grew up with an absent father or distant father, and certainly people like me, is that, and certainly in my own experience, is that for whatever reason, and I think it's because, you know, at a young age, like in the absence of feeling accepted and, and loved and kind of yearning to be accepted and loved, um, I kind of developed this way of really automatically responding to feedback and kind of adjusting myself to whatever was presented in front of me. And you know, if you were somebody in charge or someone older or a leader or someone who I perceived as better than me, then it was even worse. And so a little word or a little criticism could really take me down. So it's almost like I had no boundary or barrier 
to receiving feedback. If you gave me feedback, it just came right at me. And what I what I've realized is the opportunity is to actually choose which feedback you want to empower, which, you know, I don't really love the word criticism, but, you know, what constructive criticism you want to empower. Because feedback is definitely a part of growth and a part of learning and a part of development. But if we just let anybody give us feedback and let anybody sort of influence our insides, then we're really giving away ourself. And the thing that was completely counterintuitive to me is to realize and and to trust uh, myself sometimes more than I trust other people. And to consider that, um, although I I believe in people and I believe in their goodness and I I love people, um, that sometimes people are just being mean. And sometimes people are just uh, coming at you from a different place that from a from a place other than love and a, a place other than support. And for me, just to have that permission to say, uh, you know, I'm gonna dismiss that feedback. That doesn't that doesn't support me. That's not empowering to me. That was a huge one of the other things that I recommend that I actually got from uh, an amazing uh, book called The Artist's Way, which I recommend for uh, all leaders, really all people, because it really connects you to to spirit and to creativity in a in a really beautiful way, and I think is um, really extraordinary for for um, people who grew up with an absent or distant father for many reasons. But one of the things that that was really powerful that I took away from it, uh, which is kind of along these same lines, was um, this idea of creating your own uh, trusted circle, and. What what the author recommended was creating a list of, uh, I think it was six to eight people who are your trusted circle. And in that circle are the people that you trust to get feedback from on your creative endeavors. And, you know, whether you, uh, you know, even if you aren't a painter or a, a writer or a you know, podcast creator, like we're always creating things like the ideas about our future is creative. The way that we approach our work is creative. Um, the way that we, where we choose to live is creative. So, um, anything that is, you know, something that you're thinking about or something that you're working on, um, it's a creative endeavor. And, and what she suggests is really being careful about who you allow to influence your creativity. And, that has been really helpful for me. And so one of the things I would suggest is, hey, make a list. Make a list. Who are the people that that you can trust with your, your creativity? Um, who are the people that you know will give you love and support and empowerment, but also tell it to you straight? Because so we don't need a bunch of lying cheerleaders to, you know, avoid hurting your feelings. But but who, who is in your corner that will be honest with you and say a loving thing to you? Um, so I hope that supports you as much as it has supported me because um, I used to just allow myself to be wide open uh, to anyone that wanted to uh, give me feedback, and that just wasn't supportive of me. So we're going to wrap that up here today. I hope that you... Uh, 
saw something new about how we see ourselves and that you can begin to uh, appreciate what you have in this moment and what is extraordinarily perfect about you. Uh, I know we compare ourselves, but, but to know that you are a human being, uh, that you have extraordinary superpowers, that you know how to speak a language and you can walk and you can do all the other extraordinary things that you do with people, uh, that is special. And we get nothing from beating ourselves up constantly or holding ourselves to a perfect standard. Uh, and there is no perfect. Once you're there, there will be a new thing that you call perfect. So I hope that you can practice more compassion and, and love for yourself that maybe you didn't get as a kid. All right, that'll do it for today. You've been listening to the Absent Father podcast with Rodney Miller, a conversation where we discuss the impacts of growing up with an absent father, how to overcome them, and the superpowers that we create along the way. Uh, Please feel free to reach out with your comments or questions uh, or ideas for the show. Again, you can reach out to me at me, that's M-E, at RodneyMuller.com, R-O-D-N-E-Y-M-U-E-L-L-E-R.com. I would love to hear from you, and we can always get your support by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. Until next time. Hey